welcome to Ask a Divorcee. Hello, Annette. Hello, Paola. That that was sounded really like uplifting, didn't it? Yes. Okay. Are you feeling uplifted? Yes, I do sound a little nasally today. Is it because you're working on your accents again? Yes, and I'm like just at the end of my cold. Like it's gone, but there's like some leftover congestion. Oh, so you're doing an accent of a person who has a cold. Yes. Oh, that's really smart. I like the choices you're making. I'm not exposing you to anything, I promise, because I totally know how infectious diseases work. Do you? Not really, but I'm guessing. Like, I'm okay. Okay. No, I actually know. I actually know for a fact that I'm over at the contagious phase. It's like you're contagious when you first start, right? And then when you're all gross and at the end you just have that long tail of hacking up stuff, you're actually not as contagious. Yeah. Right before I came here, I went to a bar and uh, I decided to have a soda water. Why would you do such a because thing? Because I was like, you know what? I need to take care of me. I need to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready for alcohol yet. Uh, yes, you are. It's called a hot toddy and it's for when you get sick. Oh, I've heard about those. Or a bourbon with honey. I'm just obsessed with fucking getting rid of the boogers. <laughs> Blow your nose. I don't. I don't see why. I know, but then they come back. What's up with that? Like, doesn't my body know, like, if I'm taking them out, then it should stop making them because I don't want them? I don't, you know, sometimes bodies are weird. Sometimes (laughs) bodies are weird. What are you trying to say about my body? I'm saying your body's fucking weird, dude. (laughs) (laughs) My body is perfect. My body is a temple. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you? It's a temple. You're praying to it? Do I pray to my body? Yes. I worship my body. I At the worship of soul the cycle? shit out of my body. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the commentary. I've gotten sick so many times this year, dude. You have? Yeah. I think it's all these open <laughs> we've, mics. We've, it's only been two weeks in it. What are you, what are you doing? This, I mean, you, you know mean like I, in the past, like a year length of period of time. I mean, in the since the winter times began, mm-hmm. the winter times, these cold times, dude. I can't, I can't fuck with this darkness no more. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, you know how it was raining recently for more than a day. Oh God, it was the worst. I was pretty depressed. <laughs> now I'm okay. I'm still depressed. Okay, I'll, I maybe I can help you with that. Okay, how do I get? How did you get undepressed after three days of rain? Let me teach you how to worship. Rain? your body okay how do i worship fuck (laughs) (laughs) you have to go after that you fuck you fuck oh that's it yeah okay can i wait so you're saying i can always have like more self-esteem and i can get out of a depression if i keep if i just fuck yeah okay worship fuck slash worship (laughs) that sounds like a great plan i'm excited i feel like i always have these big ideas like (laughs) Oh my God, like the other day, I had a way to like cure infectious diseases. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, like, like what? And then I'm like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you fuck. That's how you cure infectious diseases. I really feel like that's not the answer at all. I'm with you on self-esteem. I think, I think this is a good experiment. Can you fuck yourself out of a depression? I'm willing to try it. Yeah. Or what if you could like masturbate yourself out of a depression? Oh, I tried that this weekend. Okay. It's, I didn't know it didn't work. I mean, it was rainy. I didn't want to go outside. Uh, what else are you going to do? Maybe there's a critical period of time. Like you have to do it for more than X number of days. Mm. Maybe you just need one more. 
We it sounds like we're gonna have to do a larger trial than like one person. There's a lot of variables here. Yeah, right. How many days are you applying the fucking cure? How much fucking <laughs> is done on each day? The fucking cure. Yeah. Is what I assume you call it. Yeah, the fucking um, cure. Also, will how many diseases will I get? <laughs> According to you, none, but I have a feeling that that's not actually the case. You will cure your depression, you might get other stuff that will ultimately result in depression again. Oh. But then you just keep fucking okay. until you die. I like this. <laughs> I like this plan. So fucking is kind of like hookworms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my giggles are getting weird in de- like uh in depression is like allergies uh-huh where if you get hookworms then you get over your allergies but now you have hookworms yeah it's like abortion what <laughs> all right it's like if explain you're, if you're if you're pregnant uh-huh you like get a hook into your vagina get rid of the abortion <laughs> but, then you, <laughs> but then you have a hook in your vagina please never be a doctor <laughs> all right we're gonna <laughs> this has been one of the least fruitful banter sessions we've had i'm glad for it though uh but it's time to introduce our guest who hopefully will salvage <laughs> the fucking weird ass places we're going welcome to denise well, hello. Hi, Denise. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be back on the show. <gasps> back on the Denise show. Denise is a returnee divorcee. I am. Couldn't get enough of being divorced, so I came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way I did say that, it it's, could have sounded like you were divorced twice, but you're still a single divorcee. I am. But a twice guest in our on yes. the Ask a Divorcee. Double duty. Because yeah. your podcast episode was real popular with the crowds and the readers. Still one of our most popular. If you want to look back, it's Sex Prison. So this oh, yes. Was what is, it was titled. Is that what I called my marriage? Yes, you did. <laughs> do you remember your so sex sweet. prison? I do, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Went on for 10 years. Now it's a year later. It's a year later. Yeah, lots happened. What has happened in your divorcee journey? Well, I'm now 40. <gasps> Congratulations. Wow. Thank Congrats. you. I'm a 40-year-old divorcee. I feel like that's uh, it's a huge accomplishment. I'm really happy to have made it this far. What's mm-hmm. your sign? That's, My sign? That's really relevant. Open question. for business. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Scorpio. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's... I'm a some... six on the... That's a Scorpio. On the Enneagram scale. Oh. A what? A six? A what? Mm-hmm. On the Loyalist. what scale? On the what scale? You guys aren't... You don't fuck with Enneagram? Enneagram. The Enneagram is like. <laughs> is that for anal? Like how much you like? Is anal? it for anal? <laughs> is it for, oh I haven't used it to test how much I like anal. It's a scale of zero to ten. How much you like anal? <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably put me at a six. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> about right. <laughs> so what's in? No, it's like uh, it's like a whole other system for um, new age people to figure out their own personalities. And what does a six mean? Six is like, so there's like nine different types. Uh It's kind of like the Myers-Briggs, but not for marketing purposes or like your um, horoscope or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there's like nine different types of personalities Mm -hmm. and tells you all these like different stuff about yourself. And for me, it's like, um, instead of having a... uh, 
you know, like a, like a gut instinct that I follow that I, that like leads me through life. I have a whole internal committee so I can never make any decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm always like looking for help and making decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like super logical and practical and like very organized, um, and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. But so like a scientist who just always wants more data before making a decision, which is basically what I do for a living. (laughs) Is that how you arrived at your divorce? (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. It was a lot of, it was like a long series of, of yeah, painful back and forth in my own head that I like couldn't even (laughs) articulate to anybody. Like, how many months did you go through just painful back and forth? Oh, my God. Seeking more data. We were together for 10 years. Damn. Um, great guy. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of happiness, lots of joy, yeah. lots of, like, adventure and fun. But, yeah, it was probably back and forth for, like, the last four, three and a half years at Ooh, least. Wow. Damn. I think. That's- yeah, I remember... Um, sort of the beginning of that three and a half years, I think, or like somewhere maybe in into it. It was the end of a week at Burning Man. It was probably like my ninth time out. I don't know if you guys, you uh, go to Burning, Burning Man, Man right? You, you've been, Jeanette's been to Burning Man. I have Man. been to Burning okay, Man. Okay, it was like my eighth or ninth burn. And it was, uh, I've been partying really, like really, really hard that week, um, but having all these amazing experiences. And then the like last day we're packing up, it was Saturday, it was 150 degrees out. Holy and I just had like, or that's how it felt. And I was standing <laughs> like, inside the tent and I just had a total like nervous breakdown where I think I just saw like where I was was in life and that I just could not continue being married I like couldn't give the guy a kid like I just was it was just not gonna happen for us Mm. moving forward and it was just like more than I could really face Burning Man led you to this awesome decision but then it took like at least another three years damn and a couple more burns uh, yeah there was one more burn after that that was really horrible and then yeah, that was probably my 10th. But yeah, yeah, it's Have tough you been decision. Back since then? No, uh, not since the 10th one. I mean, they say 10th one's the charm. Do you really? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's you've a very been, common saying. You've been how many times? Twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you going this year? Uh, I don't no? think so. Okay. I don't know. It's real hot and just like, I think I'd rather go camping. This, You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's a great experience. I had a great time. Uh, but like, I just have real dry skin and by the end of the burn, my legs turn into scales and my eczema is insane. And it takes like a week of daily moisturizing to get back to having human skin. Mm. And like by the last two days of the burn, it usually hurts. Like, that's not good. And I I put on lotion every other second. Coconut oil. Ah, dude, I put on everything. But I just uh, am not made for such conditions. Yeah, I'm a I'm a desert person. Oh, really? My people roam the desert for forty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I get out there, it's just like the heat and all in the dry weather just feels so good. You're like, this We're... is what I was made for. Yes, <laughs> I just turned to like this like bronze Jewish goddess, <laughs> and then have people? a nervous breakdown. <laughs> the Jewish people, uh-huh. the Jewish people. Yes, that spent forty years trying to get to the desert and uh-huh. then finally arrived. That's like Sinai is a legit desert. It's very desert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, my people are from a wet, cave-filled, sunless island. And uh, (laughs) I have a very negative reaction to sun. (laughs) I spend most of Burning Man during the day dressed like a Jawa. Um, (laughs) 
Which is weird because it gets me a lot of judgment from people, which is not what I would expect at Burning Man. Oh, uh, because you're supposed to be in like sparkly booty shorts and pasties. Yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to be apparently in, like a thong and just like nipple coverings. And instead I'm dressed like people who are my hue of skin should be dressed in intense sunshine. And I've gotten people to be like, what are you doing? This is Burning Man. Why are you wearing so many clothes? Uh, it's that's uh, annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. I'm trying not to burn, motherfucker. That's never nude shaming, I think. It really is. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with not being a never nude? Not I cool. thought this was an accepting place. No, I'm a total nudist. <laughs> I've done my fair of fair share of never nude shaming, but I'm I've learned now. Oh, I'm like now I'm much more progressive. Than was I used there to be. a turning point where you were like, you know, what, maybe I can let them keep their jean shorts on. <laughs> maybe my nudity and their clothedness can coexist. I think it's just been more recent. I'm trying not to be so binary these days. <laughs> I'm trying to be That's like, awesome. you know, like it's not just like male or female or straight or gay. Like I really had to re-educate myself. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I'm very much on the like everyone should be nude all the time, but I totally get why some people don't want that. So I'm slowly becoming more accepting of never nudes. Mm. Do you feel like this you is you. the maturity and wisdom? that you've been granted upon turning 40? Yes, yes, and it's, yeah, and divorced, <laughs> yes. It's like um, the pinnacle of middle age. Childless, <laughs> 40, and divorced. What advice do you have being childless, 40, and divorced for people who want to reach your heights? Oh, wow. Let's see. Take a long time making decisions, so okay. then the decisions are kind of taken from you. <laughs> and just rock it, and like you know, continue like looking like you're 26, and mm-hmm. spend a lot of time like screaming. <laughs> I do people. a lot of scream therapy. I spend a lot of time screaming at my ex-husband, just but like in my dreams. <laughs> in your dreams or in therapy? Like you mentioned scream therapy as a joke, or do you do this? I don't, but I think. I think I should, yes, because I've been having, like, a lot of recurring, like, the same nightmare, basically, for the last, I don't know, like, weeks on end. Not every night, but, like, basically. I want to hear this nightmare. Oh, yeah. Well, so, right before I turned 40, my ex-husband and I met up for coffee, and he told me that he's having a baby with his new girlfriend. Okay. And I was like. Is that why he got you to come out? Oh, he learned a lesson because he married you and then tried to get you to have a baby. He just got this one pregs. Yeah, yeah. He's like (laughs) living his like, he's living his dream. He just like replaced me with this other person in our old apartment, which is fine. (laughs) In our beautiful rent control apartment. Most of the dreams that I have where I'm screaming at him are actually about the apartment. Yeah. That I miss our old apartment, which is three blocks from the apartment that I live in now. Okay. So you'll see him all the time then. I mean, I surprisingly don't see him as much as I could. It's weird because I saw you just this morning, neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> we're ha- like seems like a long time. We're ago. neighbor neighbors. Mm-hmm. You had a great coat, great, great coat. <laughs> oh, this morning. Sweater. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is to be childless and forty and divorced. Is I have you an have entire to- closet full of amazing sweaters. Ooh. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm working on it. This is a new sweater. Oh, wow. I just got. Very nice. Nice. It's striped. The best thing. Black and it has buttons on the back. Oh, it's got the, the buttons back. on the back. Buttons on the back. What? <laughs> That's very stylish, Annette. I feel like a free spirit now. Buttons can go wherever buttons want to. They can. <laughs> what if somebody sneaks up from behind and just unbuttons you? I'm fine with who I am. 
You're not going to reveal anything new to me. That's true. You have so many layers underneath because you're never nude. Yes, that's true. I have one layer, (laughs) two layers. As long as there's no sunshine, you're good. Yeah. Like at night, 100% be nude if not for the cold. It's too cold. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just no, no sun, no burning, no peeling. Yeah. I have enough moles. Okay. So your recurring nightmare. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So most of the time lately, it's been screaming about the apartment. Mm -hmm. But really, I think. And then like a little bit of screaming about him having a baby. Whoa. And then waking up confused because I'm like not. It feels like super real. Like I'm actually there. Mm -hmm. And then feeling like I need some sort of exorcism. Like I need to let let all the shit go. Mm -hmm. And then my therapist uh says that maybe i'm actually just sad still and that maybe i miss him Mm. but i think she's wrong (laughs) do you feel like you miss him or if you miss him is it real buried deep we are i think it's real buried deep we're therapists here we are tell us you guys are and you and you too like you can give yourself i think (laughs) yeah i think when you spend that much time of your life with someone there's totally stuff that you miss Mm -hmm. and we like totally had a lot of fun together and um but and it's confusing i think that like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden in some ways you feel like i don't know divorce is this weird thing right it's like we totally had this like really amicable, you know, like super new age evolved divorce. So we were like still ostensibly friends and all that stuff. But like really like deep down, I'm just like, I want to be winning. Mm. You know, like I feel like it's a competition. So, and so him knocking up a chick is like points to him. I think so. Yeah. I feel like that's like a big part of it. Because mm-hmm. that's what he wanted. That's well, what he wanted, and so then he went and want. got it. Yeah. But you, have you gotten what you wanted? I mean, yeah, I didn't want to have a kid. To me, that's sort of just like life enslavement. So, so points so for even? you. Yeah, I mean, um, I've got super hot boyfriend, and we bang all the time still. Nice. Now mm. there's like a little more like Scrabble, but like there's still a lot of banging. Okay. Scrabble, like you play Scrabble before you know, you like sex? at the beginning of the relationship, it's sort of like all sex banging all day all day long like all Mm -hmm. weekend and it's amazing and Mm -hmm. all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then like eventually there's like still a lot of banging but like more time for scrabble yeah (laughs) okay does this happen to everybody yeah and then you know at first it's all hot and heavy and then your boyfriend's like why don't we ever talk anymore uh and he's like why don't we go on a date and sometimes i want to hang out with you and i'm not a piece of meat like it's normal it happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah then you How's that working for you? Great. Yeah. Very. You, do you have to talk about your feelings? No, I have no feelings. Mm, that's that's the way it should be. Yes. It should just be screaming, but no feelings. Screaming or banging. Those are the only feelings that I think exist. That's everything you should get from a relationship. Yeah. Screaming and banging. Yeah. Two minutes of Scrabble. Mm-hmm. And then you're good. Well, that's not enough time to play a whole game and win. Well, I mean, you like start playing and then you get hot for each other. Oh, now, yeah. do you play regular Scrabble or strip Scrabble? Oh, I've never played strip Scrabble, but most of the time I'm not wearing pants. Okay. Like most of the time in my life, if I'm not like in public somewhere where I have to be wearing pants or like mm-hmm. at work, I'm already mostly not dressed. Oh, so I've... like I walk in the door and my clothes just explode off my body <laughs> and then... I have is socks it, on because my feet are always cold. So is your apartment pretty warm then? Because 
my place is not as warm as it should be, but his place last winter, he got um, a gas fireplace. And so mm-hmm. I basically just sit like right in front of that, just with nice. some socks on. Nice. Do you mm-hmm. have to that fight the cat really for yeah. space in front of the fireplace? Oh my God. So Annette is very familiar with this place. <laughs> yes, the cat. I go there for the cat club. is. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is a really interesting part of my current relationship. Yeah. How okay. So? I want to The cat is the first wife. Um, the cat's a dude and the cat is like a total homo and only likes other dudes Mm -hmm. Uh, um, and hates women and the cat takes up about 50 to 75 percent of the bed (laughs) damn (laughs) it's a really big cat and he snores and he spreads out and uh like wait i think in like a fire if like my boyfriend had to save someone and it was a choice between me and like the 50 pound cat he would save the cat Mm-hmm. Wow, he loves the cat. Wow, I mean, he loves me too, but but he also the cat loves and that I cat. we have sort of like a truce sometimes, and then sometimes it's just it's very competitive. Does the cat ever go to you for affection or sleep on your side of the bed, or is the cat just like, what are you doing with my man? Yeah, most of the time <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? You were gone for three days and now you're back. <laughs> if he's not around, like when he goes out of town, I stay at his place to take care of the cat, and the cat will just like scream and cry at the door for a while and then eventually forgets. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I will take affection from whoever's here, even you. Oh, so you're like kind of friend zoned by that cat. You're putting a second tier. Yeah, yeah. And about every two months, he will come and choose me over him. Oh, that cat is manipulative. <laughs> You've met him? Oh, I've met him. Yeah. He does not like And then like it's me. just like, a, then it's like a moment. Like we write it down like on the him. calendar. And we're like, <laughs> oh my God, look, he came and he's like snuggling with you and he loves you. Oh, you guys like the whole thing. And it's kind of sweet, but it's okay. So 50 to 70% of the bed. So then you snuggle with your boyfriend. And then oh yeah, the he's is like, so he's an amazing snuggler. So he basically, his favorite thing my boyfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> is like super intense spooning where he just sort of like puts you in lockdown. Are you little and spoon? Then, uh, it, it depends. He, he really likes being little spoon too, but sometimes, so the most typical thing that happens is I go to bed first because I love going to bed early because mm-hmm. I basically just fall asleep at like nine or 10 uh-huh. and then I get shoved into the corner and then eventually he comes to bed and I'll wake up like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and the boyfriend is like completely on top of me, <laughs> locked down. I can't move any of my limbs and he's snoring in my ear. Wow. And then Sounds- the cat is like either sort of somehow wedged himself in between. <laughs> but that happens less often than I look up. I'm shoved in the corner. Actually, this is the most common thing that happens. I wake up in the middle of the night. I've been shoved into the corner. Uh-huh. He is spooning the cat. What? But the cat <laughs> is taking up 50% of the bed and they're like lovingly spooning each other and I've just been like shoved off and like I have a little bit of blanket and that's Do you ever get it. jealous about this? His... I mean the fact that I've now been talking about the cat for 20 minutes just tell you something. <laughs> so okay. I mean is this like when your ex-husband is like so I'm having a baby are you like well my boyfriend's cat sometimes tolerates me. Yes. So booyah. <laughs> yeah so winning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag winning. Hashtag all of it. Do you and your ex-husband follow each other on social media? This is a really good question. Um, I do not follow him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he doesn't do Facebook, but he loves Instagram. And so he still follows me on Instagram and comments on all my posts. Wow. Whoa. 
And then uh, I don't, winning. yeah, I don't follow him on Instagram, but I will look at it every once in a while when I'm feeling bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm having a sad moment and mm-hmm. then I'm just like, why not just be even more masochistic? And then I'll check it uh-huh. and then I'll feel sad or weird. And then that night I'll have a nightmare that I'm screaming at him. So like wow. this happened recently where like it was like the first day back at work like last week or whenever it was and I was I, know, I woke up at 5 a.m. I couldn't fall back asleep and I was just like I don't want to go back to work and so I just kind of like well I'll just check his Instagram so I can just <laughs> feel worse about myself and he had this like really beautiful picture of his pregnant girlfriend naked in our apartment, in our my old apartment, <laughs> in our apartment with like the lights streaming in in front of the, like the fireplace, and it's just like you know talking about how they're gonna have a baby and Naked? like I, yeah, you know these like beautiful silhouettes where like you don't really like see the nipple oh, okay. or like the Instagram is very anti nipple. They're anti nipple. I think she was like holding her boobs. That but it was tacky. To me. It was like that Demi Moore cover from like Rolling Stone or whenever Vogue or something like a million years ago. And um, and then I was like, no, no, I have to like unsee this just because it like it's too many feelings. Mm-hmm. Who is so if you objectively had to compare your Insta feed to his, who <laughs> is winning? Mm, I don't know. I think I'm too old to answer that question. Oh, we have to. We got to get a young. You got to get a young person. Judge Insta feeds. Okay. Although, you know, is your audience the young or is it your peer group? Right? Like, do we, do you care who a 20 year old would judge as having a better life based on Instagram? Or do you no, care because, what a 40 year old would judge? Yeah. All my like 40 something friends are just like, they're like me. They don't understand actually how that you're like supposed to curate your whole life on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, oh, look, I'm on vacation. And everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited that you're on vacation. Uh-huh. Or you're like, look, I saw this flower and it's neat. Or like, I <laughs> ate this thing. I actually never post pictures of food. Like, it's totally just not really curated at all. And then when I talk to young folks, like in their <laughs> 20s and stuff, they're like, I have multiple Instagram accounts and this one is for this and this one's for that. And they like totally understand how to use Photoshop to make their skin look like beautiful and dewy and their lips oh, really big. That's an and, insane thing. And I don't really understand any of that shit. We don't do that. And then I don't do that. Well, we're not the young anymore. So I'm sorry to... What? No. I'm forever young. The young are now like... My 19-year-old cousin showed me that you can... There's apps exist that you just take your photo, you push one button, and it immediately clears up your skin, uh, like biggens your eyes, nips in your waist. Like, it's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what the young are doing. That's sad. It's a little... Yes, it's 100% sad. That's a little too much. There was a New Yorker article about the popularity of these apps in mm-hmm. China. Uh-huh. Very trenchant analysis. Yes. Highly recommend. I read that one. Ooh, dude, that one was dystopian as fuck. Yeah, it's really messed up. Wow. Because it's, you know, it's sort of like all about how it just continues to perpetuate that there's just one type of beauty that's accepted. Yeah. So it's just like the paler skin, this like pointy chin, the rounded kind of like, you know, Western Caucasian eyes and a whole bunch of other stuff like that. And then just how that ends up leading to all this plastic surgery and depression and Mm -hmm. like, but then also this whole kind of conversation around what's happening in China with like, there's just this whole kind of nouveau riche, 
you know, generation, because it's like this gener- generation of young people so different from every generation before it. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah. Some of there, there were just so many tiny details in that article. Like the thing about how it's considered a social faux pas to send unedited pictures of yourself. Like that's rude to send to do to the oh, recipient. Like, like you don't even. Yeah. Like if I wow. send you a picture of my face unphotoshopped, it's like I'm saying I don't value your eyes you're expected to make yourself mm-hmm. look artificial that's yeah. just an and pretty and just an and expectation quote unquote, pretty and people were saying they spend like an average of 40 minutes fucking with their pictures to make themselves look good it was crazy that's oh my god i would kill myself rather than like spend that much time of my life making myself look artificial that's so sad right that doesn't make sense <laughs> that's the society that we're moving towards i think Oh, 100%. You think the young that are following us are like, you know. Well, we do have an extensive youth following. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, humanity is going to exist forever. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know about that one. I think that one's up for debate, dude. (laughs) You think you think we're going to cease to exist? We're the greatest organism in the universe. Okay, now I know you're you're being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) um humans yeah we like take care of our the ground that we live on really well (laughs) environmentalism yeah what kind of shit does your ex-husband comment on your instagrams it's always positive i mean or a nice flower (laughs) (laughs) that one's tasty yummy You should have put more salt. Um, that would have been like. Don't tell me how to live my life yeah. anymore. You can't tell me I did it wrong. Um, no, it's usually just like positive shit. I don't even know. He just likes to post on stuff. He just like really wants to be part of my life still. And he mm. wants us to be friends. And like, I totally, it's like totally not like suspicious at all. It's just, um, I guess I'm just not ready. Are you have a little you- bit re- resistant then to being friends with him? Like you're, you're giving yeah, him like the minimum. Yes, I'll meet you for coffee. And every couple of months. Uh, every couple of months we meet up and it's fine, but it's just awkward. Yeah. And then I, it's just like, it brings up all those feelings again of like, am I sad? Am I angry? Am I resentful? Am I like yeah. frustrated with myself? Like, am I winning? Is he winning? Why do I even think about it that way? <laughs> like, why can't I just be at peace with this and we can be friends again? Cause like we had so much fun together, but, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's just like kind of too much to deal with. And so I'm like, I guess I'm just not ready. I, and then I just go back to like my regular fabulous life where it's just like surrounded by all these awesome women and lots of great people. And have you thought about making a second Instagram? <laughs> that will, that will definitely make you win extra points. Oh, Called, but things I'm doing because I don't have a baby. <laughs> and it's oh just God, stuff totally like should. you fitting through very narrow doorways because uh, you don't have a giant pregnant stomach. Uh, you buying things with disposable cash that you won't need to spend on raising an infant. Uh, you going to bed early and sleeping an entire eight to 10 hours because no one's waking you up in the middle of the night that you have to feed. Uh-huh. Um, you wearing bras around crying babies without leaking. Like just... <laughs> You know, yeah. very like subtle. One. You've just described my entire life. <laughs> Being paralyzed by the amount of freedom that I have yes. and what I'm supposed to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just being like, eh, just watch Netflix all day long. Guess I can do that because I don't have 
the responsibility of a child. Exactly. You can pickle Brussels sprouts for no reason oh. on a Saturday morning. Whoa. You know? Did you do this on a recent Saturday morning? <laughs> no, but a coworker did, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I've never pickled Brussels sprouts before, but I think you just planned out my entire weekend for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I- Never See? thought about that being a thing you could do, but it sounds really delicious. Apparently, pickle things are really good for you. That's mm. true. They're they're great for your gut biome. Yeah, that's what this woman was saying, and she pickled a whole bunch of things. You know what else is great for your gut biome? Sex. Is it? Probably. <laughs> exercise. So, yeah. Depending on how you do it, not the way I do it. The way I do it, it's not exercise. <laughs> oh, because you just lie there? Yeah. <laughs> Wait for someone to do all the work for you? Yeah. And how's that working for you? So far, so good. I'm not working. <laughs> and you're getting all the pleasure. Well, no. Well, like, they're also getting pleasure. You know, I'd say, like, I've tried working, and the amount more that I get out of it, not, work, not worth the work. Rather what about just, for the other person? Oh, no, it's terrible for them. <laughs> but <laughs> that wasn't my concern, so. Uh, there you go. Is that all? I highly, highly recommend just straight-up starfishing. To all the ladies out there, that's a hot tip from a divorced woman. Uh, I know how to drive away a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's good, you know. I think as women, we're like we're raised like no one ever tells us like think about what's pleasurable for you. Mm-hmm. Like think about what you want in sex and are you having a good time and how do you ask for what you want, right? It's always like don't get raped, don't get pregnant, and like, yeah. is he, ha- and then you think like, is he having a good time? Like, top 10 tips to make him like, like always want you back and whatever. And you're always kind of just thinking about him or like in this period, like state of like defense. Yep. And it takes until you're like 30 and divorced or whatever to be <laughs> like, wait, what do I want? And like, what feels good for me? And so mm. I applaud you in that. That was Thank beautiful. you. It's I... just like lying there and starfishing and you're just like, this is Living what gets- my truth. Yeah. <laughs> I support you 100%. Thank you. I really, I feel the love, you guys. (laughs) I feel the love. Do you? This is, this is a supportive environment of curricular activities like podcasting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how often are you having these recurring nightmares? Um, let's see. I had a few in a row right around like New Year's in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Definitely. When did you meet him? A couple... Um, I think it was, uh, I think he commented on a couple of my Instagram posts and then I looked at his and then I like remembered he was having a kid. Oh yeah, no, I remember what it was. Uh, and it was having like a lot of drama in the house that I'm living in. Mm. And I was like, how can I be 40 and I have housemates and I'm like dealing with this bullshit and it's, you know, because I live in San Francisco and like, yep. yeah, I didn't buy a house like 10 or more years ago. We will have roommates in our graves in the city. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, gotta, I guess they're searching for that. Have yeah. You, have you looked at Craigslist? Like who do you want to nah, share dude. your grave with? I'm putting it off. I'm just hoping to get like my own crypt within the shared grave. Okay. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Cremation. And oh. spread my ashes over oh, I forgot a, about that. a bunch of bodies ashes. of water. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I'm going to put a little bit of my ashes in like a bunch of graves. Oh, or in be... all of your ex's cocktails. I like ah, that. I like that. I like that. Or And also like a little bit in like each of my friends' graves too. So I can, we can all be together. Aww. <laughs> they want That's me, right? That's all that matters in the end. <laughs> yeah, that we'll be together forever. I'll go into a beautiful flower and multiple tombs. <sighs> Just a whole yeah. field of flowers. 
That sounds yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. And then people will take Instagrams of us. <laughs> be like, look at this dope flower. Mm-hmm. But they'll like fix it and make sure that it's like brighter and skinnier than it was in real life. God, that's, oh, I yeah, hope. that's important. I don't yeah. want to be like my, I don't want to be immortalized on Instagram as a fat flower. No. <laughs> no. <hell> no. <laughs> or like a dull flower. I want to be a fly ass flower. Bootylicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. do you tell your uh current boyfriend about your nightmares um yeah i mean he's sometimes like there when i wake up and i'm like oh the whole dream again um but i try not to like burden him with all the crazy but Mm -hmm. i think he sees right through it he's pretty perceptive do you have is are recurring nightmares a thing that you experience often or is this the first time this has ever happened oh yeah no I um ever since I was a little kid I remember every dream that I had and so when I was little I went through this phase from like eight to 11 or something where I was scared to fall asleep at night mm-hmm. um, because I would enter this whole other world where I had like all these really vivid dreams and so that's had and then I ended up like that made me want to study psychology as an undergrad and anyway I've been really fascinated with people ever since um, but yeah for, for I've had a recurring dream about like getting chased like you know someone's trying to kidnap me and but I'm a terrible runner so I start running and I'm not going very fast so instead I, I'm swimming through the water because oh, I'm yeah. a much faster swimmer than I'm a runner so that's one and then I have another one where I'm like basically back in college and I just I'm like taking I'm enrolled in some class like some advanced math or history or something that I hate and so I just decide to not go to the class again mm-hmm. and it's like three quarters of the way through the semester and I'm shocked at myself that like I never went back I never read any of the stuff I didn't do any of the tests and um and I'm just gonna like completely fail the class so I was like a total straight A student like super neurotic mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to get my college degree and like what's going to happen to me and I'm just going to be like shamed for life. And then towards the end of the Mm -hmm. dream, usually I'm like, wait, I like already have a master's degree. Like (laughs) I'm so confused about what's happening and then I wake up. And then I also waited tables for a really long time basically to like support my nonprofit habit in San Francisco Mm. back in my 20s and because I would like leave and like travel around South America and come back and was always like kind of waiting tables on and off and so every once in a while I still have restaurant stress dreams I think that's really common yeah everyone that's waitress is like that's we hate it that's a nightmare it was but you really make a hard I only did it for like three months and it was yeah I was very bad at it I mm. honestly admire waitresses and waiters because that's a lot of juggling a ton of things at the same time and it's just all short-term memory. Yeah. Anytime and anyone kind of doesn't it. use a notepad, I'm like, what the fuck kind of wizard is this? Because <laughs> I had to write down everything and I would come back three times and be like, I'm sorry, I can't read my handwriting. But <laughs> when you said you wanted a scotch, what kind of scotch did you want? I forgot to ask that also. Uh, oh, I forgot. Like, it was just me constantly coming back to the table. I never knew what the specials were. Uh, shit's impossible, I would say. I don't know how mm. anyone does that competently i grew up in the south so we were all about like southern hospitality and niceties and mm-hmm. serving people i mean i'm not southern but that's where i happened to grow up i don't know <laughs> like i think you're it not just culturally sort of... southern you were just there no we're not culturally we're, we're culturally south of the equator southern but yeah Paula, do you have any recurring stress dreams um i was thinking about that well 
um, Denise was talking about hers. And when I was, I don't remember any now, but I used to have, um, when I was little, I used to have nightmares about getting kidnapped. Really? Or getting lost and never seeing my parents again. Yeah. That's and now that's you it. don't at all? <laughs> like, do you just, like, sleep soundly every night like a, like a <laughs> beautiful little baby? And then you just, like, wake up happy and satisfied? I, you know, I think I forget most of my dreams. I remember my dreams when I nap. Oh, really? I can never remember nap dreams. Those are the ones that I remember. I don't know why. Night dreams are very vivid for me, but nap dreams, nah. But yeah, I don't, I, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I just wake up and it's like I was just gone from the world for seven, seven, eight hours or whatever. What about you? Do you have any recurring dreams? Um, when I was a kid, I had a bunch. Um, there was one that was like, I went down into the sewer to hang out with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, and down there, there was a, it's a small world type ride where you ride in a boat and there's, you go by panoramas you know, on either side of like animatronics doing things, except I'm with the turtles and the boat is the sewer. Uh, and then we're going through this tunnel and I realized the panoramas and exhibits on either side are showing scenes from hell and that I'm in hell. Uh, so that was, and I had that dream a lot. Um, and then <laughs> in my teenagehood, I had the recurring dream that I was pregnant Oof. Mm. Yeah, which was always very terrifying because in most of these dreams, wow, I was like, wait, but how is this possible? I haven't had any sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but even like when I when my period was late back then, I would always freak out. And then I'd be like, wait a minute, you're 100 percent a virgin. But what about Mary? <laughs> like, I was just I did not want to carry the Messiah. It stressed me out. <laughs> Um, these days I mostly just have stress dreams about like, if I have to wake up early and catch a plane or something, I'll usually have about two dreams in a row about m sleeping through my alarm and missing the plane. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> One dream that I do have that, um, that I talk to, that I try to like, that I tell people to see if they have the same dream too, is, um, if I wake up and then I, to my alarm and then I fall asleep I'll dream that I get up, get dressed, get ready to go, and then I wake up, and I'm like, fuck, I'm still in bed. Dude. Does that so, happen to you? Yes. Okay. And those are the worst ones. Like, <laughs> when it's just a normal ass day, like, and in your dream, you muster all your willpower to get out of bed and get started and doing shit, and then you're, like, literally dreaming your commute, and you wake up, and you're like, fuck, I have to do it again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better, because I... Do you have that experience, Denise? Mm -mm. Or? No, most of my stuff is like way more absurd, I think, or not that. Well, I mean, I guess showing up at my ex-husband's house and screaming at him isn't. <laughs> Do you have any recurring dreams real, that are not my nightmares, like happy recurring dreams? Mm, that's a good question. Not recurring ones, mm. at least not ones that I remember. I mean, they're not all like negative and stressful every night. They're just the nice ones are one-offs. I guess I just don't remember them as much. Huh. Humans do have a negativity bias. Mm. Do do humans? Like, yeah. Is that a thing? No. We like remember. Well, I don't know about biologically, or is but. it cultural? I don't know. I think this is the problem with a lot of psychological research is it's only done. In the West. In the West on like fucking undergrads. So you're taking a very small subset of a subset of human population yeah. that's grown up in a very particular time and place and class usually, and then you universalize it. So 
there's a lot of shit that shows that people, meaning undergrads at colleges in the West, uh, <laughs> like remember negative events more vividly and more accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard shit like within couples counseling that it takes three like happy, good interactions to make up for one bad one because we weight the bad ones so much heavier. Mm. Oh, I do. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But I maybe do that with that's my true coworkers. in different uh, societies. I do with my coworkers. Like if I have a shitty five minutes with someone because they made it shitty, then I I'm just not nice to them for a long time. You hold grudges. Yeah. I guess yeah, I but do. that feels good. Yeah. Like you, Does I'm not going to be nice to you right now. You give me a really shitty five minutes two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think people underestimate how good hatred feels. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> it feels better than like feeling sad. Right? Or like insecure. Yeah, yeah I agree. Don't be insecure. Blame other people. Mm-hmm. It's the right. quickest cure. Like if I agree. makes a bad comment to me about me, I'm like, nope, you're on the shit list now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that what most men do? They're just like, <laughs> I'm totally awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just other people either can't see it or are just standing in my way. I like this. I like this, uh, <laughs> like, just be as shitty as dudes. Yeah. And that's how we're going to make it, ladies. Be the white man <laughs> you wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, if I want to be the white man I wish to see in the world, because I'd like to see no, a white man be, who's a little humbler. Be the white man that you see too much in the world. Yes. Yeah, maybe I that's like what that. it is. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think, shall we give some parting words of wisdom, Denise? And by we, I mean you. I was using the royal way. Oh, me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, that was fast. How are you going to deal? I know. It goes really How am quick. I going to deal? I'm actually doing okay. I feel yeah. like I'm doing okay. I have to say that I have... I have a really awesome boyfriend, but I have an amazing group of women around me all the time who are just like super rad and super supportive. And um, that's like, I think the whole key to life mm. is just like killer friends and community and like just figuring out what makes you happy on a day to day basis and then just doing that. That is so true. That's legit. And like advice. a hell of a lot of sunshine and just like taking off your pants at any opportunity that you have. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to try that. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. I could I support I you. read that book. Yeah. Sunshine, no pants, and community. It's the no pants life, colon, the key to happiness pants by this 40-year-old divorcee. Does everyone in your community, does your awesome group of ladies, are they similarly on this no pants train? Um, many of my friends are also very much nudie people. But you got some holdouts. I have some holdouts and I love them also. Oh, it's beautiful. But I still, even with a lot of them, find ways to get them naked. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds almost creepy. I applaud you for Almost. That. <laughs> I'll leave that for a future episode. I, can you give us one hint of how you get these people naked? Uh, saunas. Oh, is, are they like reticent at the first? They're like, oh, well, I guess it's the sauna culture. I guess I kind of have to. And you're like, yeah, you do. Take off those pants. Take them off. Take them Doesn't off. Don't feel you better? feel the freedom on your butt? That and I use, uh, so I swim a lot, like out, you know, open water swimming out in the bay. And um, uh, on your birthday, it's highly encouraged to do a birthday suit swim. Oh. And I'm a huge 
birthday celebrator. Like I love everybody's birthdays, but I also love my own birthday. Mm-hmm. You don't and need to apologize so, for that. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. It's like celebrate life. Mm-hmm. You swim um, naked in the bay, like the San Francisco Bay? Yeah, like the freezing <laughs> bay. So on my 40th birthday, I got 21 people to swim naked in the bay at 6.30 in the morning oh for sunrise. Oh fucking what? God. How long do you swim naked in the bay? I mean, you're, if you're wearing a bathing suit, it's like basically the same as being naked oh we were out there for like half an hour or something in the water for half an hour yeah that's like a normal to shorter swim people like scream when they go in these are people who who like normally swim out there but they don't all normally swim naked it's really but it's easy to encourage people when everyone like you get enough naked people and Mm -hmm. they're like oh my god it's my birthday and i'm 40 and i'm divorced (laughs) and they're like i will take off my pants for you this one time okay and then so many people after that were just like, oh my God, this was amazing. I'm never going to wear a bathing suit again. Damn. True story. So 6.30 in the morning, if you want to see a bunch of naked people, go to the San Francisco Bay. Yep, I'll be there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. On on uh, Denise's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Next October, we'll be there again. Are on people, anybody's birthday. But. Are some people swimming naked all the time now? They, I don't know, but they were all like, oh yeah, the next birthdays, I'm not going to be the one wearing the suit. Nice. And like, it feels so much better naked. Like, yes, everything feels better naked. That's our natural. It's just wear your skin. Yeah. Freedom, nudity. I see that. Good friends. Jealousy over cats. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good life. Yeah, the cat's always going to win. Yeah, the cat is, I I feel you, I'm in a similar situation with my roommate's cat uh, where it doesn't love me and I spend way too much time trying to get it to love me. (laughs) That's cute. It's really disheartening my other roommate doesn't work full-time so he has inserted himself in between me and my roommate in the cat's hierarchy it's a very long story that doesn't need to be told but i feel you i feel you on the cat <laughs> it's been great thank you denise for coming thank you guys for having me this is a great episode like always oh. bye bye get divorced <laughs> Now me room, I fit in fast, cause me know semi-doom I, I, I fit try me best, fit convince her Semi-buyer that from last year doom She never believe nothing when me say So me tell her the truth before she start assume Me say, baby, calm down She say she want no, she want no What go on in the room, so me say Girl call me phone, say she want some loving Me say, come make me fix things Her man not treat her right So she call and beg me for fix things She and her friend them apart Five girl of them plus me that are six things Hey, a real girl is like me. Me not just-